A Diwali Tale by Barbara Pierman Ray Anch has been her guide for three weeks on an incredible journey from one Indian city to another. His expert knowledge and attention to every detail designed to make her dream holiday a reality has been more than she could have hoped for. It seems impossible that anything can outdo to the Taj Mahal, the Amber Fort, the teeming humanity in the streets of Old Delhi or the magical train ride to Shimla at the foot of the Himalayas. But here they are at the Golden Temple and it's incredible. A million diamonds shimmering on a lapis blue lake with the temple a nugget of shining gold at its heart. The surrounding buildings so white glow translucent in the sun's glare. Women in saris fill the space with colour, pure like the paint squeezed fresh on an artist's palette or a rainbow fallen from the sky. She waits, impatient to see Rayanch again. His name means ray of light and this is how she thinks of him now. It's hot, so she sits, arranges her pretty cotton skirt round her pale, bare legs to protect them from the sun, pulls a canvas hat from her brightly coloured woven bag, covers her head and dons a chic pair of sunglasses. She's happy to spend time soaking up the atmosphere, reminiscing about the wonderful days and nights they've spent exploring and getting to know each other. The temple is, for Angelisa, the highlight. Being in this space she has dreamed about visiting for so long is both gratifying and disappointing because it's the last of their destinations. Every dream must end and soon she'll be going home. Her thoughts constantly returned to Rayanch. She'd been warned about the charms of Indian men, but as soon as they met, she'd felt a connection never experienced before. His inner calm and gentle manner, so unlike the brash, egotistical men at home. Overtly masculine, his angular jaw contrasts perfectly with the sensuality of his full mouth, a face handsome without conceit. His quiet, assured confidence, the relaxed way he walks, the way his strong, manicured hands rake through his hair when he's concentrating. She loves all these things about him. He arrives and she's momentarily astonished by his appearance. Why have you shaved your head? she asks. He hesitates, stays silent for a while, then gazing past her. It's just a temporary thing, I think. Come. Let's eat before we start our visit. Rayanch leads her to a small, intimate restaurant. They talk, comfortable in each other's company and oblivious to those around them. Her hands are expressive, her voice full of wonder for the places he's shown her. He listens attentively, occasionally touching his head as if confirming the absence of his thick, dark hair. Her animated expressions fascinate him. He can't take his eyes from hers. They glow like amber jewels lit by the light within her. Her blonde curls bob about as she enthuses and exclaims, darting from one subject to another. They can't see it yet, but they've become soulmates. Rayanch guides her through the temple grounds. Crystalline marble floors glow underfoot. Their eyes squint with the intensity of its reflected light. 
they visit the dark, smoky kitchens, and as they enter the langar, their eyes struggle to adjust to the change in light. High ceilings, grey concrete walls and stone floors give the building an industrial feel. Men, women and children sit cross-legged on the floor to receive the meal. The air is filled with a million specks of dust, like tiny fireflies. Steam rises and takes the pungent smell of spices on its journey by way of a shaft of light to the open roof and out into the wider world. A cacophony of noise from voices, kitchen machinery and music assaults their ears. Volunteers and visitors alike are barefoot and the shuffling of feet ebbs and flows like waves on a beach as they come and go. Hundreds work to keep up with the enormous task. With each onion chopped or roti flattened, they chant Wahi Guru, Wahi Guru, invoking the name of God. They join in. Huge iron pots containing hundreds of kilos of dal, rice and vegetable curry simmer away, stirred with ladles the size of rowing oars. The pungent smell of cumin, ginger, chilli and coriander pervade the steamy air. Metal serving plates in a conveyor belt of washing up clank and crash like a thousand cymbals. The temple has surpassed her expectations. His time as her guide is over and they are both reluctant to say goodbye. Ray Anch hands her a piece of paper. It reads, Tonight is a special time for me. You will find me here. I hope you'll come. Your presence will help me decide. As night falls, she makes her way through the dark, narrow alleyways outside the temple grounds. Windows lit by a thousand lights cast flickering shadows on those passing by. The hypnotic sound of singing bowls draws her near to a small temple. Deep-voiced chanting comes from within. Her eyes adjust to the light as she enters. A stone Buddha dominates the space, lit by hundreds of flickering candles, his features carved sharply by the shadows. A dozen young monks sit cross-legged in a circle. Their saffron and orange robes glow in the candlelight. Their skin looks silken. Their expressions are passive, content. It's a scene of calm serenity, but she feels unsettled. One of the men turns and their eyes meet. It's Ray Anch. Clasping her hands over her face in despair, she cries, what a fool I am. She stumbles back into the black night and runs, tears flooding her eyes, back to the temple. The water around the temple has become silver foil in the moonlight. Reflections of the fireworks like giant drops of coloured ink spread over its surface. It's a display both above and below like no other she's ever seen. The sky returns to its starry self. A shooting star momentarily marks it like a silver pen. The buildings sleep beneath their dark cloak of night. The crowd disperses and she is alone. The temple grounds have fallen silent. It's time to leave. Deep in her troubled thoughts, she's unaware that a familiar figure stands before her. He calls to her, Angelisa. Dressed once again in his denim jeans and black t-shirt, his saffron robe is draped across his shoulder. 
He moves forward and takes her hand in his. The robe slips to the floor. He has no further use for it.